0: everybody, welcome back to another episode of Grounded with Brandon and Craig. Uh, setting across from me is the one and only, you know him, Brandon, and I would be Craig. Yes, you would. And um, it's nice outside and um, it's a little cloudy. I uh, expecting a little rain this afternoon, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, here we are. It's about 70 degrees and uh, yeah. we're sitting here in the uh, stream room. We're drinking some uh, coffee. A black rice. Shocker there. Shocker there. Shocker there. And it's called again, Murder It Out. Murder Out. That's kind of seems to be our go-to.
1: Well, that, this one that I brought from home, cause I had, you know, a few extra bags. I keep them in my freezer. Yeah. Keep them fresh. Yeah. And, um, so I brought this one here, but that was, I just dumped the last bean in and ground it up. So that's all of that one. So now I've got to decide what other bag I want to bring.
0: And you did, you did a good job on the coffee, by the way. It's Thank dark. you. It's dark.
1: It is dark. It, it's, but it's John
0: Wayne stamped and it's, approved. It's John Wayne stamped and approved, but it, it's smooth. It it's is nice. What is missing from this? You know, I heard that, I heard there's some stuff you can put in coffee. I know you can put cream. I know you can put sugar, but then I've also heard there's like, what, what do you call those things that you put in coffee? Like I heard there's like a cream, there's a bourbon there. Is oh, it yeah. actually bourbon? That, I, put, I but, think they are. Okay. Yeah. Oh, like a Kahlua technically. So is the, is it called like a bourbon and cream? Is that what they call it? Bourbon and cream. Yeah. So if we use that, we can say, Hey everybody, welcome to grounded with. Bourbon Bourbon and cream cream. We could, I guess We won't Alright, delete that that, everybody That that podcast could get pretty interesting probably (laughs) Yeah, it always gets interesting But it could get really good
1: Right? Right Like three hours later, here we are (laughs) They're like, are they ever going to (laughs) end? We're on our
0: third pot of coffee today And second bottle of
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh
0: Yeah, so But yeah, it's a really good coffee It is um, But
1: that's probably If it's not my No, I'm just going to say it That's my
0: favorite one it is good. I, my favorite that they put out is Beyond Black. Beyond uh, Black is I, good. I, I really like that one. And
1: then so. I'd say Beyond Black, Murdered Out, and AK Espresso are my top three. Right.
0: It's good. They're right. all good. They are. The, um, always enjoy the new coffees that we get and it's always fun. It is fun. I drink more coffee on Monday morning than I do any time, to be honest with you, because I have a cup before I come and then I have, I have another tumbler full of coffee right now. You so. do? Um, you know. you're welcome. You'll be, <laughs> yeah, right. You'll be jacked all day long. <laughs>
1: so like, you yesterday... don't need
0: the the bourbon
1: and cream. <laughs> I don't. It's good. <laughs> Just to take care just of yourself, you. right? You yeah, know? right.
0: So yesterday was Father's Day, and I hope everybody had a great Father's Happy Day. Father's all day. our dad, dads yeah. that are listening, and hope you guys had a great day. Uh, we had a had a good day Sunday, uh-huh. and we'll talk about that here in a few minutes. And uh, that was fun on Father's Day, but yesterday for Father's Day, I had probably one of the best steaks that i've ever had in my entire life wow and uh yeah yeah you should try it where'd you go i went to this place called the chenault house oh chenault's bar and grill exactly so um no so no uh, all kidding aside um brandon invited Anita and i over yesterday last night and so we went over there the guy made us steaks Ribeye, right? Ribeye. ribeye. So you and, had, you and I had bone-in. Bone-in ribeye. The ladies had yeah.
1: boneless, and Christian had a – that thing was a huge New York, New York strip. strip.
0: It was as big as your torso. It was like the size of my shoe. <laughs> my shoe. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, these steaks were
1: phenomenal, Never and
0: um, he made them on his – was it? $1, it's $1, a dollar pit boss. Or yeah,
1: something like that. Yeah, no, where do you it get was your money, that, bro? Right. Yeah, it <laughs> was not that expensive. I promise. Um, Fifteen hundred. Okay. It was whatever. a pit boss
0: pellet smoker. It was good. It was very good. And um, he had he had our steak. It was like it was like he was in a lab. He had our steaks hooked up to wires and computers and everything. What was all that stuff? That was the th- meat
1: thermometers. It I was so. What I did was I I started off I rubbed them with a little bit of extra virgin olive oil and then I seasoned them with a mixture of bearded butcher's original seasoning the and bearded butcher season, butcher's and it. meat church um, holy cow and and it's kind of the best of both worlds because bearded butcher's a little bit more like a salty seasoned okay. salty deal Um, got some garlic in there and the holy cow is, is really heavy on the pepper side. Right. So like I said, kind of best of both worlds there. Anyways, then I put them on the, so I had baked beans on the smoker for a little bit first. Those were good too. And they were on at like, I had was waffling between two, 220 degrees. Put the steaks on about 220 degrees and let them do their things till they got internal temperature. And I had to kind of, you know, keep yours off to the right because the right side of the grill is a little warmer because you wanted yours a little more done. I like
0: my medium well. I don't like it um, where I bite into it and it literally bites me back. I mean, I don't like. Okay, I got to take a commercial break. Here we go. Okay, this guy sends me a picture last week. Honestly. I wish I had the picture to post for you guys. It was on Snapchat, so you know it disappears. But it was a tenderloin, am I right? It was a deer tenderloin. Okay, enough said on that one. Let me wrapped, finish talking about wrapped this. in bacon, wrapped in bacon. But he sent the end of it. I, I, if you got kids listening, plug their ears for a minute. It was like somebody chopped somebody's head off, and you <laughs> look down in their neck hole. It was totally raw. <laughs> he said, "Doesn't raw? this look good?" And I was like, "I sent a bitmo back with me." Sp- Like (laughs) upchucking I'm like absolutely not I I sent him back and said Not even Jeffrey Dahmer would eat that (laughs) Yes you did And
1: it was not raw Although my wife would beg to differ She says it was Yeah My kids said it was great They said it wasn't raw My brother-in-law had some Said it wasn't raw It's just that, it's red
0: meat. It's supposed to look like that. Like Tony Evans said, you, you're you desensitized to the culture there, bro. <laughs> is so, that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about that later, but. But anyway, thankfully my steak wasn't like that and it was absolutely perfect. Like, perfect. I actually so. have an interview, um, next week with <laughs> Longhorn. Longhorn Steakhouse. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it, it was good and I, we really enjoyed it and the the steak it was, was good. good. The, the, um, the baked beans were good. And then, um, this guy's such a um, good cook. He uh, had these, um, oh, I, I, my mind just went blank. Sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes, yes, yeah. yes. Um, he sliced them. he's our favorite way to do sweet potatoes. It's really good, and they're sliced thin, and it, it was good. And that's the
1: first time I used aluminum foil in the, on the pans. I used aluminum foil Dude, all the time. cleanup was so easy. That's why I used aluminum yeah, foil. Yeah, it was awesome. But anyway, so we take the sweet potatoes, we slice them long ways and kind of about a little over a quarter inch thick. And throw some extra virgin olive oil on them with some honey and cinnamon. Throw them in the oven on 350 for like 30, 40 minutes till they're, they're, they're nice and done. And so now everybody's getting hungry, now right? everybody's getting hungry. And don't forget your green, green beans. Green beans so. Your green beans with um, bacon and possum, I bacon think. Bacon and possum, right? <laughs> yeah. No, we all, we. How, how many pounds of green beans was that? Six pounds of green beans. There was not
0: much not left. Not like it was a little Tupperware thing like like left. A little there. Tupperware thing. A little Tupperware. Thing. Maybe a Maybe pound. And you know who ate like I was shocked? Your daughter. She loves Kennedy. green beans. She's like, Can I have more green beans? I was like, I like yeah, her. She like, had like wow. three or four helpings. <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> she loves green beans. <laughs> so that's another thing where her and I like to eat a because I like green beans too, Green so. beans and hot dogs, you two yeah, get so. along so well. That's exactly what she had. Green beans and hot it dogs. It was. Um, yeah, so it was a good meal and then we had good conversation. We were listening to Buck Owens and Waylon Jennings and, um, had good talk, but the highlight of the night, (laughs) I know where you're going, huh? The highlight of the night, you and I are sitting in these chairs by your pit boss Mm -hmm. and you know, we're just talking. Anita and Allie and the kids are out doing some kind of kickball game, but Anita had walked back toward us. And and you know, Kennedy was getting on her bike. Am I right about that? Yeah. And then Jordan has kinda of planted herself. So it was just Allie and Christian out there. Like two man kickball. Two man kickball. But I'm gonna tell you something. If I'm gonna have a kickball team, like own one and have a franchise, I want your wife on my team. Yeah, it was
1: like it was like for me it was like it was all in slow motion. It was like I could hear that music from the
0: movies like dun
1: dun 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 dun.
0: Like and they were just running. Yeah, she was running for home. Your wife, your wife had this face, uh, like not like this is my son. She had the faces like I'm going into kill mode here, and she like, grabs. She that- looked like Ben Stiller from Dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly right. <laughs> she grabs that ball, and I don't know how she did it, but she. Hurl that thing and it caught Christian's legs where it looked like his legs were like a pretzel wrapped around that ball and he just dropped he like a face buffalo. Planted. He face planted. Your wife's like, yeah. <laughs> and then she asked if he was okay. <laughs> yeah. Are you all right? And he's like, get up. It's just a game. It's like, <laughs> so that was. The steak was like I thought it couldn't get any better, right? But the show was awesome. Yes, so thank yes. you very much. For hey, that. no, thank you guys
1: for coming. It was good. Like you said, the the, the conversation always good. It's always good to eat around food. Yeah, we yeah. should have podcast that conversation last night. I don't even know what we talked about. We
0: should do that. We should we should
1: meet at the house. We can bring the equipment. I will cook us up, and while it's all cooking and stuff, we we'll we'll just, just talk.
0: We'll just talk back and forth. Talk back and forth. Yeah, I mean Saturday. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Speaking of, um, you're we got one more podcast before we you. We got today and then you depart, depart for Monday. another month and a half, right? I'm not
1: leaving for a month and a half.
0: I'll be gone for a week. Okay, so we're podcasting today, so we're podcast next Monday, correct? Lord willing, if you don't take off that day too, and then we're off the following Monday. Hey, we could have taken today off. It's Juneteenth, bro. <laughs> You know what? I, I about kicked your coffee into your face. I, oh my goodness. Let's not even, I was such in a good mood. <laughs> oh i about to spit my coffee out. But anyway, so yeah, so about s- steak and kickball. Now I'm bring
1: that up. So yes, we will podcast today. Uh, we will podcast next week about King Solomon. Yes, we will. Yeah. He's a character. He is. They're all characters. And then we'll be taking a week off because I will be on vacation again, again.
0: You gotta love it, man. We haven't missed. I haven't been on vacation this year yet. Dude, we would already be on a 200th episode. Well, yeah. (laughs) That's because I
1: was sick and couldn't talk for a month. I could talk. I just didn't have much lung capacity. Well, this is true, he says. But anyway, so. (laughs) The humidity was awful this morning. (laughs) Not to change the subject, but... (laughs) Was it now? I was <laughs>
0: trying to get the subject away from me going on vacation again. Exactly. I, I do have a question about your vacation and, and then yeah. I'll get away yes. from it. Um <laughs> Yeah, she can go with us. We got room in the car. Perfect. Okay. Um you're not wearing you're going to Florida. Going to Florida. You're not wearing that pink flamingo outfit you have, are you? I told Allie yesterday that Christian because Christian's got a matching one.
1: See, this. I think is we just may take long. it. That's child abuse, bro. <laughs> I think we may take it. You Can know what, take it. Christian and I, because we're running a five k on Fourth of July morning down there. Are you and gonna wear that? We ought to wear those matching outfits. That would be awesome,
0: dude. We may do it. I'll send you pictures. Oh my goodness. Okay, mm-hmm. it's gonna just, be awesome. Wow. Florida will never be the same. (laughs) Dude, you're running a 5K in July in Florida down in? Naples. Naples. Oh, Mm -hmm. awesome. Good planning. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hey,
1: we go off at 7 a.m. The humidity is going to be awful down there, though. At 7 a.m.? At
0: 7 a.m. Oh, it's brutal down there. It's
1: three miles, man. It's not that bad.
0: But if the humidity is 192%, you're going to (laughs) need 900 bottle bottles to go three bottles. right? Right? Literally. I mean, the humidity will probably be 90%. Yeah. It and was, the temperatures will probably be about what seventy, dude. That's going to be brutal.
1: Won't be much different from what we've had here
0: lately. I don't think it's been terrible. I it mean,
1: was. Uh, we ran the other morning in the, uh, the humidity was like, eight in the mid eighties. Really? Yeah. This morning it was seventies. Uh that's. Now, that when I got here to the church, I checked again though. It was already it was, down in the sixties. It's it's tracking back yeah. down.
0: Like by this afternoon, it'll be like in the thirties. Yeah.
1: But then if it. It's going to rain this evening. Then it may bump back up again. All
0: right. So I, I haven't told you this yet. Um, You're going on vacation for a month. Yeah. No. I last night I I thought I le- I thought I didn't turn something off in my camper. It's like twelve. It's like eleven thirty. I'm like, oh crap! I'm going to run out there and see if I. It was off. I I don't know why I do that. I'm I do that too. I go back in sometimes it. three times when I leave the house, checking and making
1: sure I turn the coffee yeah. pot
0: off. So. I, I'm coming back into the house and you know, I'm getting ready to come in the door we have that walkway. I just turned the corner and there was this huge black spider. I mean, this thing's, the body's that big. Mm-hmm. I've never, I, it was really freaky.
1: And he just held up his hand like the size of a 50 cent piece. So I'm telling you, it was that big. My age and older knows what that is.
0: Yeah. It's not, I'm not exaggerating. So I'm like, okay, I, I don't want this thing around my house. I don't want to, you know, cause I get under your doors and stuff. Oh yeah. I stepped on it. And, like, a hundred... Oh, it had babies. Yes. It was the freakiest thing I've ever seen. I was like, oh, gosh, this is worse than the spider. I'm like, what happened? So I'm trying to... I'm I'm, I'm stepping on him, and I'm like, do, oh, my gosh. You do your best, Scooby-Doo. Like, Reapers, Richard <laughs> Reaper. Right. <laughs> Man, I was freaky, and they just like it was like water. It's like they just like slow motion just started going. Oh, man, out. I've heard of that. I've never seen that. Thousands, which thousands. I wish you would have videoed it. I know. I, I just really, I had, I got cold chills, ran in the house, and slammed the door. I saw a meme the other day on Facebook,
1: and it said, "There, there was a huge spider in my bedroom, and I've now named him Cotton Eye Joe because I have two questions for him: Where did he come from? Where did he go?" <laughs> Good one. Yeah. So there you go.
0: Yeah. So other than vacation and steaks and your wife is like a Wolverine. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Anything else going on? No, that about sums it up. Right. Uh, You better hope that you keep walking a straight line with her, man. She'll take you down with a ball. You know what?
1: Yeah, she will. Or just take me down, period.
0: (laughs) Right. She may do that. Yeah. So nothing else happening and nothing big this week coming up.
1: Oh, yeah, we got a busy week but nothing crazy. We've got swim lessons for the kids um which is is good kind of leading into going to Florida cuz we'll be swimming a lot down there and right. and so it just timing worked out really well for that but they did swim lessons last year as well and yep. They they've got different tiers so they, you know, each year can kind of step up or right. if they want to stay, you know, if we think it's best for them to stay in the same class that they were in last year. So Kennedy stepped up to the next class, right. Christian and Jordan are staying in the class they were in, which is the next to the top class. Okay. And so, but they'll continue to build on, on those skills and everything. And that'd be good. Yeah. They love going down because we, we've got a you know membership down at Scott's pool and, um, with Allie working there and, and they've got the low dive and the high dive. It's not a 10 foot high dive. It's right. about like a three foot high dive and whatnot, but even Kennedy will go off it. And really? Yeah. She loves it.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. That's it's pretty high, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, when you're, what, two and a half feet tall? <laughs> right. But her personality I can, I can relate. Like, her, her personality is like, you know, 6'1". Oh, so. yeah. But, oh, yeah. It's
1: so incredible. funny because when you first got here, like, she didn't want to have
0: anything to do with you. Nothing. And now... Nothing. Like, now you're best friends. Yeah, she talks to me all the time. Yeah. She comes up to me and, like, you know, smiling at me and talking it's, to me.
1: And, because she's finally realized you two are, like, the same person. Kind of. She's like, hey, Craig,
0: you want some spaghetti? <laughs> she's very, she's a smart girl. I will tell you that in more ways than one. Well, she calls him like she sees him, and I like that. Here we go.
1: <laughs> what? Because she said we were the same age. Exactly. Not last night. She said you were how old? One
0: hundred and fifty-eight or something like <laughs> it <was> that. Old. <laughs> what does that make you? Right. <laughs> Goodness. You know, I think um age with kids are all over the place. I think everybody looks like they're ancient. So for,
1: for kids, it's so funny because over here on the other side, yesterday they did um like Father's Day cards for us. Yeah, and they asked a bunch of questions and, and when our
0: and they gave away gift, which was aw- awesome. Yes, it was, they had A and W root beer, but they replaced the label with "You're an awesome A A W awesome dad." Yeah, yeah that was cool. um.
1: And, and if I'm gonna drink root beer. I, I want it to be A&W. I love A&W. Yeah, I, I do too. And so thank you to the Children's Ministry Department for that because I have three kids, so I got three A&W root beers. So you
0: made out pretty good. But I also know that they ate some or they drank some of They the had night. They had root
1: beer floats. Yeah, so, so I yeah. stopped and got ice cream yesterday so they could have root beer floats yeah. with them. I drank one. I don't drink pop very often. So, um But anyways, what was I saying?
0: Um, I don't know. Oh, they they give you a questionnaire.
1: Oh, yeah. So – you know, Christian and Kennedy both filled it out And Christian actually He was super close on my birthday He said April 15th It's actually March 15th He was just a month off um, But they both got my age right on the dot They said 38
0: Nice So even Kennedy Favorite color? Is all that stuff on there? Or? Yeah
1: Christian I, Kennedy hadn't finished that part But Christian got that right It was camo Favorite drink he said was coffee C-O-F-E coffee So <laughs> C-O-F-E Nailed
0: it Yeah That would be awesome Spell coffee like that. It's it's shorter. It is. It's kind of cool, actually, if you think about it. Cafe. Cafe. Yeah, I do like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have any big plans? Uh, well, no, not really. get out Um, and ride your bike? I probably will. I've been trying to ride about, uh, Oh, man! Probably anywhere from thirty five to fifty miles a week oh wow, um if I can, uh, but it's really hard to get it in um especially when you're you know you, you're working and then you go home and you're trying to get it together you and, and it stays late uh light late, which is nice like but, ten o'clock um, now yeah and uh but the problem with hitting the uh trail there in marysville um if you if I do all the way down. All the way back. It's like about 11.8 mm-hmm. miles or 12 miles or something. Um, the problem with that is everybody's out there. It's so congested. And you can't get around on a bike and there's really no reason to do that. And so the best time to go is, is earlier, like before like six o'clock, um, or in the afternoon, which is good. Like I, I was on Friday, I went, um, in the afternoon, like around one mm-hmm. perfect time to go. I maybe saw four people out there so. or.
1: If you go like 6 o'clock in the morning, it's a really good time to go. When it's 90% humidity and the trail's wet. It is. It was a little wet. Yeah. Christian and I went down there and ran. It wasn't 6. It was 6.30 or 7, Friday morning. It was probably
0: 7, I think. So I you just beat me by a few hours. Yeah. yeah. And it was perfect because there was practically no one yeah. there. Well, the problem with that with, with my bike, um, the trails have more road tires. Yeah. Yeah, And you go around one of those bends at, you know, 25 miles an hour, there's a chance that you're just going to keep on going right out to the side into the woods. So, and I've actually done that before and I don't want to do that again. It's not a fun experience. So, no,
1: not when you're 158.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Like I said, she needs glasses, right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but anyway, we had a good day yesterday. Uh, it, was. it was awesome uh, Father's Day, and um, Chad Williamson baptized his son Joseph. That yep. was uh, that was great, a great and Father's Day present for him. It really is, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And um, it's been, and you and I were talking about this yesterday. We've had quite a few of our parents. young people yeah. be baptized, and and you know, most of the parents have been doing yes. this, and. Yep. Um, and you kind of wonder sometimes, you know, cause you're like, you know, what about the witness? What about this? What about that with a young person? But, you know, um, I, I really think that, you know, with the book that we have and the information yep. that these kids have and the scriptures that they have and the questions that they're asked, you know, yeah, if you're ready, you're ready. Exactly. Uh, whether exactly. you're, wh- whether you're six or nine or 90, right? right? Yep. Um, because, you know, who's to say that a seven year old, has put it all together and a person who's 47 year old still have it you exactly I and mean? so you, you can't make that call and um so it, maybe at maybe at that age it's where uh, you as a parent us as a church and you know grandparents and people in their lives where we just kind of keep moving them into the right direction exactly uh, because and, they don't have the experience behind them correct so that's where you teach them about where jesus comes in and jesus is in your heart you have the holy spirit mm-hmm. and so it's just exciting to see those guys do that. absolutely like, what is like seven or eight of them now here in the last few. Months. yeah
1: yeah and i know that there are a couple more um i've got a few that right. that i've been talking to um about that possibility so that's exciting there but you know i, I love what you were saying isn't that true though whether you're seven or you're 90 mm-hmm. you know it is a daily process well yeah you know it's waking up daily and and, and realizing that you know okay but i've Strive, I'm striving today to be more like Jesus, mm-hmm. more like Jesus than I was mm-hmm. yesterday. It's not, it's not to say, well, I've got to be better than that person or I've got to be yeah. better than I was. It's like, no, I've got to, my, my guide is Jesus and I've got to be more like him. Exactly.
0: So, yeah. Whether you're eight or right, 80. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's exciting. I, and I love, I love, I love it. I love seeing a parent baptize their yes. child. Mm-hmm. I love it. And, um, I think it's just a, um, it's one of those things that, um, I think it's going to stay with you yeah. f- for a long time. Oh, and absolutely. It's going to stay with the kids. It's going to stay with the, the parent. And, um, I'll be honest with you. I like seeing the moms baptizing mm-hmm. babies. I, I don't know what that is. I just love it. Uh, I think that's absolutely good. Well, we only have Kennedy left, but could you
1: imagine Allie baptizing Kennedy the way that she threw that dodgeball at Christian? Oh, yeah. And, you know, and I think you baptize rough, right? I mean, yeah, I've been known to come off the top rope into the baptistry. So I will say, I will tell you, Chad told me yesterday, they were like, we couldn't contain him. He, like Joseph was down in that water like that, like he was ready. They were like he was so excited. I said I was just waiting for him to like cannonball into it. That would have been awesome, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, I've seen a kid do that on, on Chatter Joseph. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that would have been awesome if somebody cannonballed in there. That would have been great. Uh, that would have been great. Um, good luck on that because that thing is a shallow pool. Exactly. But, but a good. It was a good day, and um, it was really good attendance. I thought, and. Um, um, it looked fuller, I guess, than what it was, but it it was still it, we were packed in the second service. Oh yeah, I think our children's numbers had to have been down. Mm-hmm. We're playing the be, children's right? side. So it was a it was a good day. I thought everybody sang well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we I agree. Were, there was our third week of the Kings and second week for David. And um I was telling uh, Brandon this morning before we went uh on air for the podcast that I wish I would have taken a few more weeks with each of the kings of and yeah. broke them down because um I think I told him, I said, I feel like that I've stood these guys in a corner. Here's yeah. Saul. Boom. Here's David. Boom. Here's and now here's Solomon. And, and and I believe that how I stood them is correct. But I also believe there's that so much. There's more. so much more yeah. to all these guys. Agreed. And so if you're listening and you want to have some good reading i would read back through these guys and um you'll you'll see that they're they're just as human as, as you mm-hmm. and me mm-hmm. and they need god as much as you and me and um so i would just read back through their stories and i do want to tell you uh, before we get started why it's on my mind before we get into this is that um, the story with David to, uh, that we're going to discuss right now we talked about yesterday um, you can see his repentant heart yeah. and I didn't go into this that's Psalm 51 mm-hmm. right I believe so So Psalm, I think it's Psalm 51 where David's heart is very repentant yeah. so you'll see his how repentant he actually is I mean you can see it at the end of yesterday mm-hmm. but man you really see it he just pours in his it out writing, in that song, yeah. he pours it out and and that's the difference between David and Saul right David and Solomon
1: And that's what I was going to say you know if you go back and you read through the lives of each of these three kings then you'll you'll kind of see there's a, a a right way and a wrong way right of, of doing it of yep. of living our lives you know Solomon you know we're, we'll talk about next week but he he tried filling his life with things and he tried filling his life with pleasure exactly and filling his life with women and all of the fun and you know ski boats and you know vacation I that ski boat would have looked like the <laughs> vacation houses in hawaii
0: and you know you know what i'm saying oh, like, you know, like if it was today are you talking about you or solomon yes okay um i wish i I've never been to Dude, Hawaii. Dude, I got a new pit boss. only cost me $2,800. Have you seen my new car? I'm going on another vacation. I'm like, really? Um, Elon. Yeah. Hey, welcome to Grounded with Elon and Craig. Right, exactly. <laughs>
1: He's like, wait a you second. You are so full of yourself. But anyways, you know, and, and so you, you've got Solomon on that end, and then you got the other spectrum. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Solomon, I really do think, was trying to get it right. I really think he did have a, a pretty good heart. He asked God for wisdom to, to rule, but then he... He was like you, – you, you talked about it earlier, not to get too far ahead for next week. But, yeah, we're, we're just going to have to combine these two weeks. But he's like, okay, well, I've tried everything, but it's all meaningless. Just right. seek God. And then you've got Saul we talked about two weeks ago where he was like – you know, he was just trying to be the king. He was trying to be the manly man. And even when he messed up, he was like, oh, yeah, well, I, I messed up. But, well, I was afraid of the people. I was afraid of what they were going to say yeah. and what they were going to do yeah. to me. And then you've got David yeah. who – We'll, we'll read about today and and listen about today. And he was truly repentant of like, wow,
0: what did I do? And I think that as we get into this, you need, everybody always needs to think about, um, it goes back to your heart. Am I right? (laughs) Absolutely. And that's what God says about David. This is a man after my own heart, which meaning that I take to mean that David longs for the things of God, even though he's human, Mm -hmm. even though he messes up. He actually longs for the things of God. Does Saul long for the things of God? I I I didn't see it. I might have missed it. I I don't know. I mean, I'm sure at times he did uh, because of his heritage and where he's grown up and how he was. You know what I mean? Did Solomon long for the things of God? I think Solomon did long for the things of God, uh, but it he took the he took the long route around. We'll talk about that next week. But David. It's like David's heart was always with God even back to if you think about David when uh, King Saul is chasing David and they and they're into a cave they're in the cave and um David actually could have killed King Saul mm-hmm. and and King his Sa- men were urging him to kill, to kill him. King Saul and the funny thing about this is that King Saul goes into the cave to relieve himself mm-hmm. is what the Bible says and David is so f- close to him he could have killed him but he cuts off a piece of his cloak but do you remember David felt guilty about that. Mm -hmm. Right. Because why? Because he He was was God's God's anointed anointed as king. So I don't believe King Saul would have felt guilty about doing that to David if you know and so what I'm saying is is that David's heart immediately has it, it swings quickly. Yes. And I believe that's where I don't know, lack of a better term. That's where the Holy Spirit comes into your life to swing you back quickly, Mm -hmm. to convict you. It's like David has a conviction in his life that you don't see from the other kings. Yes, they had no conviction. He has such a conviction. And now I'm not saying that – I'm not free-passing David on his on on his junk. Oh, absolutely. Well, we're going to talk about – I mean, this account is crazy. I think this is one of the worst accounts in the entire Bible. Mm -hmm. I I really do for a person who – is a man after God's own heart, and I did air quotes there. So, yes, but, yes, um. you did. So, anyway, let's jump right into this. It's from Second Samuel eleven verse one. It says, "In the spring of the year, when the kings normally go out to war, David sent Joab and the Israelite army to fight the Ammonites, and they were destroyed They destroyed the Ammonite army and laid siege to the city of Rabbah. However, David stayed behind in Jerusalem." Mm-hmm. And so I kicked it right off and said, David makes a, a fatal error right here. He totally stays behind. He, um, most kings are supposed to be off to war. David is not. And so I I started talking about, I don't know why David stayed back. I don't know if he was not feeling good. I don't know if he was tired. David's been king for a long time Mm -hmm. at this point. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been a while. And I don't know if he's got tired of fighting. Oh, the guys can handle this. They don't need me this time. Maybe just David thought, you know what? I need to just kick back, drink some coffee, watch Netflix for a couple days. While the guys are, I don't know what David did for two days. I know what he did for one day. But. I don't know what David was thinking, and I don't know what brought him to that. So here's what David did. He compromised. That was the first compromise. And you're going to see David has compromised so much Mm -hmm. in in this story. And um, just so everyone will know, and I know you probably know this, compromise is trying to find a win-win situation Mm -hmm. in in a situation. So um, usually when you compromise, I don't think you feel good about it. Right. So I asked the question, have you ever compromised? Mm -hmm. Have you? Yes. And did you feel good about it? or No. 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 I don't feel good when I compromise. Yeah. So I don't really compromise anymore. And um, the Oxford Dictionary defined compromise like this, a dispute where both sides make concessions. Both parties give up something to make an agreement. That could be huge. Right? Mm -hmm. If you think about it. So David makes a terrible decision. He doesn't go to war. Stays back, and uh, I I think it was a compromise for him. Yeah. And it's almost like
1: that, uh, you know. You, you read that, and talking about compromise, and I hear the phrase that I I hear thrown around a lot. You know, when you know we're talking to other people. Well, we're just going to have to agree to disagree. And it's like, no. Well, is the Bible our foundation, or is the Bible right. not our foundation? Let's let's see what the Bible says about it. Because even if and, and you. I think you said yesterday, you talked about, you know, if you, your, your feelings or what you think doesn't align with God's word, then you're wrong. Right. Uh, you said something along yeah, those yeah. lines. But, but you know, that's kind of when I think of that idea of compromise. Right. That's right. Well, let's just agree to, let's, let's compromise. Let's yes. agree to disagree. Well, yes. guess what? Neither one of you are happy because you still no. have, have your, you know, where you're standing and they have where they're standing. And so,
0: You still have those feelings of animosity toward each other and and whatever Well, if you've ever compromised anything spiritual or (laughs) biblical for your life, you do not feel good after that. Right? I've done that before, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, ugh. Mm -hmm. I I feel slimy. I feel dirty. Right? I I feel like I need to... I need to do so, but this yep. is not good. So, came across the Christian definition of this compromise. was good, Very and good. I I actually stole it from somebody. I should have. It was one of those times where I was writing things down and not giving credit to people, yeah. and I give credit to everybody now. So, I'm gonna say John MacArthur. Yeah, said this. I, oh, it, uh, Brandon Chennault <laughs> gave awesome. a definition of compromise. It says um accepting standards that are lower than desired to make a shameful concession. Mm. I like that. Mm-hmm. I don't like that, but it's right. It's no, a good that's definition. a very good definition. And um, and then I said, you know, I think I said yesterday, as a follower of Jesus Christ, when it comes to compromise, I, I think James four seventeen mm-hmm. is a big verse for us. Remember, it is sin to know what you ought to do and then you not, then you don't do it. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, there's a lot of Christians today who are not doing what they're supposed mm-hmm. to be doing, and I know they know. That they're yep. not doing Exactly but They're, we've we've used they're that, getting in We've used that verse Quite a bit over the last couple of months
1: I know the last time I spoke I've used that verse as well That's right yeah.
0: you did But people have to realize this Is that um God's word Never changes No ever yeah. god never changes he's yesterday mm-hmm. day and, and forever yep. god never changes his word never changes in fact uh the bible tells us that and you and i were talking about this earlier uh, that heaven and earth will pass away but my word will never, never. pass yep. away you, uh, what you need to understand if you're listening to this today um is that you have to make a decision on god right and if god is your god 100 mm-hmm. you can't say god's my god but you know what I do like a little bit of what the LGBT uh, stands for. Right. So you know what? That do, That goes well with what they're saying with what mm-hmm. God is. What you've just done is you have taken an organization or group, mm-hmm. a cultural group, and you have just blended them into God or God's word. And guess what you've just done? You've just made an idol. You've just made a false god. So now that's become your own. You're following something but you're not following the god of the bible am i right about that you mm-hmm. you you're, you're not following the uh you're not following the god who says this is what's right this is what's wrong so um if you are not following god you're going to be following a moving target exactly and that's what you see today in the culture am you're i right? right because um people are all over the place today and um they're they're uh, the, the because their target keeps moving and and i believe that a lot of christians today are changing as the culture changes and exactly. uh, they've forgotten the word and they've forgotten the standard of who god is and, and and it comes down to this and and i said this yesterday and i think i told you this again t- today before we went on that people have never um came to the conclusion in their own mind and heart of who god is mm-hmm. and so they struggle they're struggling with who God is and God's word so they're not oh it doesn't seem right it it just seems so harsh but it's really not mm-hmm. harsh and so they've never they've never worked that out in their own right. life so their standards are are, are going to be all over the place so well and
1: and the, the truth is is that because it's so hard sometimes to think outside of our earthly concept yeah outside of what you know what we can see what we can touch what yep. we can feel because the truth is is that it's really all about eternity. It's all about salvation. Right. right. Um, you know, to kind of piggyback off what you were talking about earlier, I would look, I was, I wasn't checked out. I wasn't checking texts on my phone. I was looking back at the, uh, he was uh, looking
0: at uh, vacation rental
1: properties vacation for his rentals. next vacation. Exactly. Yeah. Um, is that in August? I think maybe. Yeah. I can't remember. Two weeks yeah. after your other one. Right. Um, but I was talking about, um, in my last, um, sermon that I spoke on, level up when we closed it out with, um, being obedient. Jesus said this in Matthew five eighteen through 19 he said, I tell you the truth until heaven and earth disappear, not even the smallest detail of God's law will disappear right. until its purpose is achieved. So if you ignore the least commandment and teach others to do the same, and that's what we're seeing take place, and you talked about this later on, so I won't steal your thunder there, but just about how how ministers have become so weak Ugh. and we've watered down, not we, but they've watered down yeah. the gospel. Jesus says, what do you so, mean we? I'm sitting over here. <laughs> exactly. So if you ignore the least commandment and teach others to do the same, you will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven, but anyone who obeys God's law, and here it is, and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. We're not called mm-hmm. just to obey. Mm-mm. We're called to teach mm-hmm. others. We're called to try to um, to help others along that line of salvation,
0: And and that's why a lot of people, Christians, have been mad at me. Because I'm trying to teach them God's word. Guess what? God's word goes against the government. God's word goes against the COVID narrative. God's word goes against the LGBTQ. God's Mm -hmm. word goes against Black Lives Matter. God's word goes against the Pride movement. God, I I can go on for days. God's word goes against... So are you going to follow that? Are you going to follow God's word? So no wonder people get mad at me. They throw bank cups off the back of the wall as they walk out. (laughs) Because it's peaked off. Because it goes against... Their narrative that they've been told and told from the fake news and the government 24-7. So when they come in here for 30 minutes and listen to me, they they lose their mind. But they can't connect the dots of mm-hmm. God's Word because what they're doing is they're relying on uh, everything else. Their target keeps moving. Exactly. Guess what? Then bank your cup off the back door and walk on out. Right. Cause guess what? I don't know where you're going to go. Exactly. I mean, go find some place that's woke, I guess. Mm-hmm. But good luck on that on judgment day. Yeah. So the whole goal of this is to keep us all out of hell, right? Exactly. Yes. That's my job. It, our
1: goal as Christ followers is to go to heaven first and foremost, yeah. but to take as many people with us as we can. And you right. know, you've talked before, you know, starts with our family, starts with our kids and, and our extended family, but then as many other people as, as we can as well. Right. And so, you know, it for me as a Christian, I get I guess frustrated sometimes because, you know, we hear, you know, Christians and I've had those conversations with people who have gotten mad at you here before who maybe no longer attend and, and it's like, well, he's too political, he's this, he's that. And and we get in political, I hate politics, right? We get in political it. conversations. Christians got to stop getting in political conversations. You got to strip all that stuff away. What does the Bible say?
0: Cuz it's not about political right. It's, when, it's about right and wrong. It's if I bring sin. up something about Joe Biden, I'm not trashing, uh, politics. I'm trashing him for being such a devil. Right. For being such a demonic lunatic yep. who goes against every single day he gets out of bed mm-hmm. and goes against God and his word, who says he is a professed believing Catholic. Yeah. I call bull on him. Mm-hmm. I call bull on him. He doesn't believe in anything about, I'll tell you what he believes in himself yep money making i believe he uh, his he, he, and you, you know, said that and here's the thing it's this is not politics this it's is not, i'm using him yeah. as an example for christians who are following this mm-hmm. knucklehead this yeah. guy's a lunatic yeah. this guy is every bit as dangerous if not more dangerous than stalin lenin mm-hmm. uh hitler he's just the same and people are like oh you know i'm going to be honest with you folks I hate both parties yep. and hate is a strong word. You said that they're both. Lying. I hate it they're, I call it the uniparty. party. It's yeah. one big, big party. And it is what it is. You can be hoodwinked by saying we got two, two, two parties. We don't, they're only they're worried identically about their the same. Book. Watch what they do every day and tell me that they're not the same. Yep. So this is not politics. This is about you going to heaven when you die. This is yep. about you taking your kids, your grandbabies, mm-hmm. your great grandbabies. And that, if God tarries longer, that the rest of them go with it. That's your job. That's your job. Yep. Uh, some people are going to go to church their entire life, and they're going to go to hell.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They're, uh, and, and it's the saddest thing in the world to me because they think they're fine. Yep. They have gone to church forever, tied their money, and did all this. That this These are the people that break my heart. Yeah. They, they break my heart, and they, they actually irritate the crowd out of me mm-hmm. because they just – um it's like they're not; they've never put it together. It's right. all religion, and we're going to talk about this coming Sunday. That Solomon experienced quote religion right in his quest for mm-hmm. God. Exactly, and so you can have religion, and you can come to church without without God. God. Exactly, and not God controlling you. Know, how how do I know that God controls your life? Well, your fruit, your fruit, your yep. family yeah if you got four kids and all of them are going south then mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you I don't know if there's any God and was any God in your family. You may have talked a lot about God right you may have talked a lot about church mm-hmm. but did God actually control your, your mo, your, every move that you make? Right. Did he control your, your thoughts? Cause it, here's what happens. Here's how I know that people are religious. They come to church, they do all the right things. But yet when they leave church, they talk bad about people at church. Right. They right. talk bad about their minister. They talk bad about the worship. They talk about the lighting, the coolness. Mm-hmm. They, they just bash everything. They gossip all the time. And so when your kids hear that, guess what? They're yeah. going to grow up to think, well, I don't, I, I want nothing to do with that. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah I know some of you are thinking, well, I don't know if I agree with that. Well, let me just be honest with you. I've been doing this a long time. Mm-hmm. Granted, yeah. I'm 99% right on this. Yeah. I've watched it play out. Yeah. I couldn't put my finger on it 35 years ago, but I can now. And, I, and I've seen it happen. I've, I've talked to kids who have grown up in church and want nothing to do with it because of their parents. Right. They're like, you don't know who they are. They they went to church, but they never really ever acted like that God was in control. They're like, right. I've talked to them. Yeah, I've talked to them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you say that you're, you know, spending time with your kids and not only are you, you know, it's hard, I think sometimes being um, the child of a minister, I mm-hmm. think it's difficult. Yeah, I for do, sure. Because you, 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 you hear I, and see so much. That, but and when and you it's tell me that,
1: like, they have expectations too. Exactly. Like, I don't
0: put that on them, exactly. but I'm sure that they feel that. Exactly. But when you tell me that, you know, you're, you know, you're, you know talking to your kids or mm-hmm. something comes up about you know in disney or something comes up with this or something yeah. comes up in a show and you take time to talk about it and then you pray with them and you do all that mm-hmm. those are the things that you need to do because right that's that's parenting that's yeah. biblical right christian parenting to where you are actually not ignoring what's taking place but you're using what's taking place and saying this is god's way right this is wrong. Mm-hmm. It, no matter how much you enjoy, mm-hmm. you know, Disney World. No matter how much you enjoy the movies, yeah. we can't do this anymore. Yep. Here's why we're not shopping at Target anymore. Mm-hmm. Here's why I'm not watching The Chosen anymore. Mm-hmm. Here's why I'm not going to Coles anymore. Pretty soon we're going to be wearing, um, you know, grass skirts, right? We're, I don't we're know. We're going to look like Adam and Eve in the <laughs> exactly, garden, exactly, right? But what I'm saying is that that's a. This has got to be real. So, and I know we took the long mm-hmm. way around it, but sometimes we have to. Yeah. God has got to be real. God has got to be yes. his word and him and what Jesus did on the cross and walking on the tomb yeah. is the most important thing in your life. So if you attach yourself to anything else, yeah. sorry, yeah. you're on the wrong path. And, and, and those are some of the toughest conversations I've had to
1: have as right. a parent, but they're, they're necessary.
0: Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I've also noticed this too like in, um, over the last uh, several years that people, Christians, don't want to be singled out right i I just kind of want to you know tuck my head down and i don't want to be i, I don't want, I don't want anybody to point me out, mm-hmm. so kind of like go along to get along, yeah, I hate that, and the other one is um i think is that um they don't hurt they'll say i don't want to hurt anybody's feelings right, but um you know i I think you got to hurt people's feelings, yeah, uh, don't you it's not about people's feelings john
1: cooper from from uh ski- the band skillet. Um, the Christian band Skillet. You know, oh, they're you, Christian. You, you like wow. their music. Yeah. Craig loves their music. But anyways, he, he talks a lot about, and he, he talks about how it hurts people's feel feels. He's funny. If you just, yeah, if you listen to him. Yeah, I mean, funny, and that's right.
0: The, uh, it, it, we're so touchy now. At we're the so end of touchy. the day, it's not about our feelings. It's really about our salvation. No, so, and and I brought up yesterday, I said, as a parent or grandparent, if your kid came to you and said, Hey, for the next 30 days, I want to do a diet of nothing but candy and donuts. Mm-hmm. Are we on? Can we do it? What are you going to say? No. Oh. No. Um why? Because you care for them. Exactly. If you let them eat candy and donuts for the next month, they're going to have some issues going on. Mm-hmm. And guaranteed you're going to hurt their little feelings if you told Kennedy or whatever. No, baby, you can't do that. You need to eat some green beans and Brussels sprouts and I don't care if you like them or not. And she may not like it, but you know what? Who cares? Thankfully, she can pile drive the green beans. She can do that. So you 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 got saved there. You You,
1: first service yesterday. You were like, you know, if your kids ask you every day, can we go to Tim Hortons and get donuts? You're going to be like, no. I'm going to be like, but I get coffee if we go to Tim Hortons and get donuts. (laughs) Hey, thank you by the way for a few minutes ago. You said crud. I'm I'm glad I don't have to go back in and you know click the explicit button on the podcast because you were. You're kind of getting heated there for a second. Oh, I – you know, it is what it I is. is. <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, I'm
0: under control all the time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, thanks for pointing that out. Everybody's going to go running it back. Where do you say that? Where do you say that? <laughs> all right.
1: Well, getting back on the main trail from You're the right. rabbit trail we were just on.
0: You can't compromise. You can't. You, you cannot compromise. And that's what
1: David did. It, but But when you compromise, it leads to another compromise. And it leads to another compromise, and that's what – as we get into this account with David, that's what we see happened. Exactly. And, so and, uh,
0: first he didn't go to war. Exactly, and here's uh, the other thing. I, um, I, there's a verse that I threw in yesterday that I absolutely love, and I just want to throw this oh, out yeah. quickly. It's First Peter 5, verses 8 and 9, and, and this is a huge verse. Uh, it says, stay alert. Hmm. Basically, do not bury your head in the sand. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. Understand who your enemy is. Yes. It isn't Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. It's not Donald Trump. It's not me. It's not you. Yeah. It, it's, it's the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm. You know what standing firm sometimes you have to do? Fight back. Mm-hmm. When, if you look at the, if you look at the, the biblical meaning of standing firm, sometimes standing firm is not giving, uh, your enemy any ground, but in that, part you are not giving any ground but you are fighting back exactly and it says stand firm against him and be strong in your faith mm-hmm. if you bury your head in the sand and never talk to anybody about what's going on then you've just buried your head in the sand am i right exactly and you're not standing up for the faith
1: so for that's sure. where we're at exactly and then we get into this i'll read this one this is a longer one
0: it's a good well it's not good but it is a long way <laughs> it is not
1: good um second samuel chapter 11 verses two through five this says, late one afternoon after his midday rest. What a tough life David's living here. Yeah. David got out of bed and was walking on the roof of the palace. As he looked out over the city, he noticed a woman of unusual beauty taking a bath. He sent someone to find out who she was, and he was told, she is Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam and the wife of Uriah the Hittite. Then David sent messengers to get her, and when she came to the palace, he slept with her. She had just completed the purification rites after having her menstrual period. Then she returned home. Later, when Bathsheba discovered that she was pregnant, she sent David a message saying, I'm pregnant. And, and David's that. like, uh-oh. uh-oh.
0: So David's first compromise was not going to war. David's next compromise is that, you know, he's got idle time. He's mm-hmm. looking out over the rooftops. You know, he has to, I don't know how this all happened. You and I talked about this exactly, earlier, but anyway, there has to be a little bit of lust going on because mm-hmm. it says she's unusual, unusual beauty. beauty. I'm assuming she's beautiful. So, mm-hmm. um, and then has her come to the palace? There's another compromise, and then he sleeps with her. There's another mm-hmm. compromise. Something that he knows that that he and there's so
1: do. many even even so many more layers. And we've talked about this over the past you know couple weeks too. Is you know if she was close enough. For him to be able to see her from the palace rooftop, you know, all of his men, all of his, you know, his, his close, his his big guys were were living in the closest to him, closest to yeah. him, closest to the palace. So, you know, in the back of his mind, he's got to know, you know that's that it's going to be one of his guys. Exactly, that's one of his men, guy's wives, house. Yeah, one of one of his guy's wives. Yeah, and so you know, he compromises. He stays home. You you said yesterday too. Um, and, and I think Satan definitely uses this against us. Maybe David was tired. You know, he, he'd been fighting. He'd, been, you I know, can see that. And so Satan, actually. Satan gets at us when we're the weakest. Well, when are the, we the weakest? We're when we're tired because guess what? We're irritable. You know, we're not thinking straight. Right. Um, and, and so, you know, David was
0: maybe tired and, and Satan just used that. We know. think back to the first week we talked about with David where uh, King Saul was hunting him and then ziklag was destroyed and the women and children were taken off and david went into somewhat of a depression right and so when he had to figure it out so um, i i actually believe this is probably what went on with david he just i need a break from everybody Mm -hmm. and everybody's going to be gone this will just be good for i can just you know you're kind of like i take a breath here right and then he it is what it is yeah how about tim keller
1: Rest in peace, Tim Keller. He just died about a month ago. Exactly. Uh, It was probably less than that, I think. I think you're right. Yeah, he said, when we live to the standards and the truth of God, we eliminate so many worldly and cultural options. When you live to God's standards, you don't leave any room for the enemy to lead you astray. Exactly. You know, and that's, you know, I think so often we try to kind of pick and choose those standards. Right, right, right. We try to mostly live by God's standards, but we're like, well, that doesn't seem too bad over there. So yeah, I can... I can get on board with that. You know, it's yes.
0: God's standards yep. and God's standards alone. Exactly. I'm going to skip down for a little bit because I yep. know, obviously we're running, um, on time, but, um, so We talked David, about stakes too. Yeah, long. we did. So David's compromising right and left and she finds out, he finds out that, um, Bathsheba is pregnant. And so he's been, he's, there's a compromise going on all, all the time. And so, um, I really do believe that when you and I are intentional, and our relationship to God, yeah, we things break down, mm-hmm. and I do not think that David was very intentional during this time. Not at all. I think he's just because it doesn't get better; it gets worse. It gets a lot worse than 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 that. So, um, but anyway, so here's what David does. So let's just kind of push this down the road. David calls for Uriah and um, has him come back, and so you have to realize that I believe that Uriah, as I read this, is one of David's top men, mm-hmm. maybe if not his top man, right? Um, for this. And so David's compromising again. So she's pregnant. I'm going to call the husband back and he calls Uriah back with the, with the, uh, goal of trying to get him to go home to sleep with Bathsheba mm-hmm. to, to hopefully think, well, the child is uh, Uriah's. So, um, guess what he, he does? He sleeps at the palace gate. He'll go. Uriah refuses to go. He sleeps at the palace gate with the palace guards. David hears about that and hears that he didn't go home to be with his wife. And he's like, bro, what are you doing? You should have gone home. Second Samuel 11, verses 11 through 13. Uriah replied, the ark and the armies of Israel and Judah are living in the tents. And Joab, my master's men, are camping in the open fields. How could I go home and wine and dine and sleep with my wife? I love this part. I swear I would never do such a thing. We'll stay here, David said, and tomorrow you may return to the army. So Uriah stayed in Jerusalem that day and the next. Then David invited him to dinner and got him drunk. But even then, he couldn't get Uriah to go home to his wife. Again, he slept at the palace entrance in the with the king's palace guards. Mm-hmm. You
1: said yesterday, David tried putting the beer goggles on Uriah, and <laughs> it still did. didn't work.
0: It did not work. And here's the thing. Uh, he... he He's trying to get him to go home. He's trying to, get him to do all these things. And David is not keeping the standard of God. Exactly. Uriah is keeping. He his, is keeping that standard. And David's the king. David's the boss. David's the final authority. And Uriah is ignoring him. Like, I cannot do this because this is not right. Yes. I think I said yesterday, is it me or is this like an episode of Jerry Springer's? Right. Murray. It really is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just believe in all my heart that if you start to compromise mm-hmm. – You'll compromise again. Yeah. And it and it gets easier. Yeah. Second um,
1: Samuel. Chapter eleven, verses fourteen and fifteen. It says the next morning David wrote a letter to Joab and gave it to Uriah to deliver. The letter instructed Joab, so he, so he pretty much sends Uriah's death warrant back with him.
0: How crazy is that he said
1: station Uriah on the front lines where the battle is fiercest, then pull back so that he will be killed.
0: So, David's a very smart man. Mm-hmm. He's really smart, and he's very intuitive. So, David knows that Uriah is not gonna look at this letter. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause- He if, wouldn't go home. To if be somebody with his wife, gave you a letter, even though you didn't open it, tell me, would you be tempted to know what was in yes, that letter? yeah. So, I wonder if he was tempted, but he didn't open the letter, he knows he's a man who's, he's a principal, so he, he knows that's not gonna happen. So. 2 Samuel 11, 16 and 17. So Joab assigned Uriah to the spot close to the city wall where he knew the enemy's strongest men were fighting. And when the enemy's soldiers came out of the city to fight, Uriah the Hittite was killed along with several other Mm -hmm. Israelite soldiers. Yeah. So Joab sends a message back. Uriah is dead. Yeah. Now here's the thing about this story, which I kind of pointed out yesterday. I didn't want people to overlook some of the Israelite soldiers who were killed should have never been killed. Exactly, because it was David compromising yeah. again. So you got so yeah, not only, only did, families that are suffering right. because of that now. Yeah,
1: and it was because of his sin. Mm-hmm. Didn't have just the blood of Uriah on David's hand. You had those. Then you know, you said, Bible scholars said probably anywhere from six to seven guys exactly guys. who were around Uriah at yeah. that time. Yep.
0: Um, and just when you don't think it get any worse, Ugh. how about?
1: Second Samuel 11 verses 25-27 This is David's response To Uriah's death Right It says Tell Joab not to be discouraged David said The sword devours this one today And that one tomorrow Fight harder next time And conquer the city When Uriah's wife had heard That her husband was dead She mourned for him When the period of mourning was over David sent for her And brought her to the palace And she became one of his wives Then she gave birth to a son But the Lord was displeased With what David
0: had done the man. man after God's own heart uh, and uh, tell me something. I, I think david had gone full king saul crazy mm-hmm. here he is as flippant as flippant can be he's actually more flippant than king saul is i mean this is this is an absolute atrocious response to the death of uriah yeah. because he's the one that ordered it and one that killed it mm-hmm. this is like the mob yeah. i mean this is stuff that you, people go to jail for life. Right. I mean, for stuff like this. So here's the thing. You, you already said he's a man after God's own heart. Here's David. He's the king of Israel, the mm-hmm. anointed, selected king of Israel. David killed Goliath. He killed the lion and the bear. He's done all these awesome things for God. And now guess what he is? He's just an adulterer and a murderer. Mm-hmm. That's what it does when you get, get away from God. And you it compromise. Yeah. yeah. When you compromise. Love um, the,
1: the Tony Evans quote. He said, "If you compromise to anything, it will desensitize you to the culture. It will desensitize you to the voice and words of Almighty God and the Holy Spirit. The more you ignore God's word and the more you ignore the Spirit, you will compromise."
0: That's a great quote. And,
1: and and you know, just the more I read that quote, and I've read that quite a few times, just in in processing this this outline and yeah. working on music and and yesterday and today and everything. But you know. The more you ignore the spirit,
0: you will compromise. Have you ever ignored the spirit? Yeah. I, I believe that's – would you agree that that might mean for us and we're not um, uh, walk, walking or tapping mm-hmm. into the spirit? Yeah. yeah. The spirit is a gift that's always with me, correct? Yeah. Do I hear that? Am yes. I right about yes. that? Yes. And so if I'm not listening or tapping into the spirit, and how, do, how do I do that? Well – by prayer, by reading God's mm-hmm. word, um, by being with people who are connected to God, right. who are following God in His mm-hmm. word, you cannot hear the Spirit of God if you're following the news. Right. You cannot be and hear the Spirit of God if you are head over heels with the LGBTQ or you're in the Pride movement or you're into all these things. It can't. Right. That's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so yes, I've ignored the Spirit, and I'm going to be honest with you. It, it's a terrible place to yeah. be. Um, I th- think I've told you this. I get angry. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm edgy. Um, it, I'm a totally different person. Yeah. It's, it's like, I, can I, you, you, remember in, um, in the Bible when we talked about King Saul, it's like God removed the spirit from King Saul and like the, uh, like a darkness came over King Saul. Right. That's the way I feel when I don't have the spirit of God. The darkness There's almost like that, a darkness that's yes. hovering over me. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be, uh, too far away from the spirit of God. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I love the, uh,
1: this reminder from Paul in Philippians four, eight says, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. You know, it's so easy sometimes to get into negative talk and, and you said it, you know, even in the halls of church. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's not what God calls us to. God calls us, He doesn't call us to negativity. He doesn't call us to bash things. He doesn't call (laughs) us to be down and and distraught. He calls us to fix our our minds, fix our thoughts on what's true, honorable, right, pure, holy. Mm
0: -hmm. It's funny when you're at church here and people like talk bad about you or say something bad about somebody. They they don't think it's going to always do not come back to uh-huh, you. Right. I mean, I almost there's always a tattletale somewhere. Exactly. It's like amazing what I hear. Right. It's like amazing what I've ignored or amazing where you right. know somebody's two faced me. Where I'm just like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. And I know what they've said about me. I'm like, oh my gosh! I can't. only if you knew that I knew that I know. Right. <laughs> right? Do you know what I said? <laughs> Yeah, I do know what you said. It gets back to me right now. I got a little microphone on your, uh, I won't tell you.
1: I'm sure. I'm sure you do.
0: So I was taught yesterday. I kind of, I kind of switched gears a little bit just for a second because I think we forget that. We have been made in the image of God and we're God. God has created us for a reason yep. and for a purpose. And, and I really believe that we kind of get caught up into the, the whole mindset of, you know, why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing that God doesn't love me? I'm just, I'm just kind of a, I'm just kind of a boat floating in the water. Not true. Ephesians 2.10. We are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do, I love this part, so that we can do the good things that he has planned for us long ago. Yes, long before I was born, God had a plan for me. Am I right? He Absolutely. And um, if you always pursue what God wants for you, it's going to take a different, uh, a different toll mm-hmm. uh, for you. And I think, um, like we talked about with David, I think David get, I, I think David got tired. Yeah. And yeah. I think we get tired as Christians. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh man, have you ever been tired coming to church? Yeah. I mean, a few weeks ago, I was like, yep, um, I'm tired. Yeah. I don't really want to do this. Right. And. Um, it was when my grandkids were here and they were right? all puking, yeah, and, and you kind of come and in. And I was and, like, "Oh man, I'm so tired, bro." I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, you got to come in. You got to put that face on.
1: Like hey, I know. I remember, I to told here. you, I was like,
0: "Man, I just felt off today." Right? I was like, "This is crazy." I just felt off. And that's
1: so. but that's when you have to, you know, as as ministers for us, right. that's where we have to rely on the Spirit because exactly. I, felt, I And I told you, I'm like, "Man, that was it was a great day, you know, all yeah. around." And so while you wow, felt off, the Spirit off. moved through yeah. you. And
0: so Galatians six nine. It is a good verse. Let's not get tired of doing what is good and just at the right time we will reap a harvest of blessing if, if we, we don't, don't give up give up if yeah that word if's a big one isn't it yeah so um uh you, you alluded to this a little bit ago um it was a couple of weeks ago um probably yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago and um i was been in my dial rest so every now and then when i'm driving my truck i just mm-hmm, go station yeah. by station and see what's on there because i always have the presets it's like well he's roadhouse well, he's roadhouse it's like you know so i thought well i'm gonna branch out today and just go down so i land on these two guys talking and i heard them say something about jesus christ and so i'm like i stopped and so i was listening to him and it, i wasn't quite sure where they at i i wasn't 100 on board with them but because they were kind of waffling a little bit i think i said in the second service they were like a waffle house they just kept waffling <laughs> you know and um But these two clowns are so called ministers. And, um, I think I said yesterday, I absolutely cannot stand woke weak. weak. Yeah. Christianity and woke weak ministers who water down the word of God to make themselves look that they're up there, you know, thumping like they're, like they're the greatest thing since uh, bread and butter. And, um, there's no depth to them whatsoever. But these two guys were talking. And they were talking about that, like ministers today who take a hard line against the culture, and, and, and they said that you know they need to understand that um, there's people coming to their churches who, who think differently about marriage and love and cultural issues. and And they said that ministers need to be, you know more sensitive I hate that word sensitive mm-hmm. more sensitive to the feelings and the emotions of people, right? right. Dude, I was so angry. I really was yelling at my, you probably might have had to edit at that when if you were recording that. That was like the night that I,
1: I watched Dallas Jenkins rebuttal against having the pride flag on the set oh, of the geez. chosen. And thankfully Allie didn't wake up, but I was yelling at the TV. Did you need an edit through that night? If,
0: <laughs> I would be lying if I said no. Dude, if I was, uh, if I was in the room with them, I, I, I hate to say this. And so I hope you all forgive me. But I would have clunked their heads together like Mo on the Three Stooges. I would have just been one, boom! I would have just skull crushed them because I'm like, you guys need to wake up. And that's the thing, though they they need need to wake up. They need a Nathan
1: in their life. They do, you know, because that and that is that is the problem is that ministers or so called ministers like that are leading people astray. They're they're preaching a false gospel. Yep. You know They're not relying solely on the Word of God. They're taking a little bit of God's truth and then taking a little bit or sometimes a lot mm-hmm. of the culture, mm-hmm. and they're blending mm-hmm. it together. And what have they done? We talked about it earlier. They've just created a, their own God.
0: Well, uh, and the thing that we are into this culture today, and I, and I absolutely think it's just – Absolutely horrendous is we're so every decision is made on feelings and emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Juneteenth is brought about by feelings and emotions from three years ago. I mean, it's just absolutely dreadful that we're such an emotional, touchy, feely, crazy culture. Right. And so I, 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 the thing about it is, is that your feelings and emotions aren't fact. Nope. So, um, if your feelings and emotions, go against God's word, Mm -hmm. I hate to tell you this, you're wrong. You're wrong, not God. If the White House goes against God's word, they're wrong. If the Supreme Court, they're wrong. If your mom, dad, child, grandma, grandpa, relative goes against it, they're Mm -hmm. wrong. You're wrong, not God. And so I know people are thinking, oh, you mean my feelings and emotions don't matter? No. I'm sorry to say they don't. And mine don't either. Mm-hmm. Only matters what is the facts uh, uh, of what God has said and, and the word of God. You, Because here's the thing about your feelings and emotions. And am I right about this? They'll change in, the, in a few mm-hmm. hours. Yep. You might be flaming mad today about something. I, oh, I can't believe Craig said that to me. Peeved me off so bad. Yep. And tomorrow you'll be like, you know what? I've had time to sleep on it. I don't feel as bad about it today. Mm-hmm. Happened to me last week. Something was said that I heard and I was really irritated about it and, a couple of days later, I was like, you know what? I, it's not that big a deal, right? But if I would have made a decision at that moment, right, within the first five minutes after hearing it, the decision I would have made would have been detrimental. But just because I had a time to sleep on it and think and pray, yep, it's not that bad, right? My feelings changed, mm-hmm. and so were yours. And so you can't base your relationship to God on on feelings and emotions. Yep. So anyway, here we go. So God sends Nathan, the prophet. The prophet Nathan. To, uh, um, David. And so a lot of people I've heard say, oh, you know, Nathan was probably scared because he's gone against the king. David could take his life. I don't agree with that. No,
1: and that's not how it reads either. No. Cause Nathan lights into David. Lights him up. And he's a prophet of God. I mean, he's coming with the word of, of God. God. Unlike, you know, unlike Jonah who was like trying to get away from, you know, well, doing yeah. what God wanted to, I mean, Nathan word, just marches in there.
0: The prophet of God is the word of God. Yes. He is this is God's word. You're gonna listen whether you yeah. like it or, or or not. So so Nathan tells this story <laughs> about this uh rich man who has cattle and sheep and he's got all these things. And then about a poor man who's his neighbor who has one sheep, one sheep and it's his baby, and he loves it like a child and carries it around carries and he takes it, around, it everywhere. Loves it. And, The rich man virtually steals the poor man's sheep and serves it to to his dinner guests Mm -hmm. (laughs) to eat and uh, devastates this guy. And so Nathan tells that story in
1: 2 Samuel chapter 12, and this was David's response, starting in verse 5. It says, David was furious. As surely as the Lord lives, he vows, any man who would do such a thing deserves to die. He must repay four lambs to the poor man for the one he stole and... For having no pity. And then Nathan said
0: to David, you are that man. I was listening to, um, actually, um, John MacArthur on this. Okay. And John MacArthur was actually seated when he was talking about, he was like being interviewed. They were talking about, I, they were doing several like snippets of stories. And John MacArthur said that, um, the way he has studied this and read this is that, um, he feels like not only did Nathan have the word of God, but Nathan was actually infuriated with David. Right, like, like as man to man, mm-hmm. why you've been like. anointed as God's vessel? You did not do this. That's he. He takes that anointing very seriously. Mm-hmm. So man to man, God, man to him, prophet mm-hmm. to man. He said it's it's just. So he said when he sees that. When he's, Nathan's telling this story, he's seated in front of David. And when, um, David begins to respond, Nathan actually stands up and he said, if he was holding something, he threw it. If he, uh, if there was a table, he pounded it. But he said that he would have basically eyeballed the eyeball. You're yeah. the dude. Yeah. You're the one that has done this. And, um, that's the way I do see that. Yeah. I agree. Right. Because after that, am I right? He rails on David for uh, he does in a dialogue that is actually really hard to listen to. Mm-hmm. And so in Second Samuel we'll pick it up here, verse chapter twelve, verses eleven and twelve. It says,
1: "This, this is, is Nathan. brutal." This is Nathan talking. He said, "This is what the Lord says: because of what you have done, I will cause your own household to rebel against you." And he did. Mm-hmm. I will give your wives to another man before your very eyes, and he will go to bed with them in public view. And he did. You did it. In, you did it secretly. But I will make this happen to you openly in the sight of all Israel. Ooh. And David's like,
0: oh, uh-oh. It's over. Yeah. Um, 2 Samuel 12, 13. And this is the beauty of David. And if you want to see yep. his his heartfelt confession of this whole thing, you need to find, I think it's Psalm 51. Then David confessed, confessed to Nathan. And then John MacArthur said that when he said this, he said, David was probably in tears shaking. I have sinned against the Lord because he's like, yep. "Not only have I sinned, but I he didn't sin against Uriah and sin against Bathsheba, he totally sinned against God." Mm-hmm. And Nathan replied, "Yes, but the Lord has forgiven you." Yeah. <laughs> the Lord will forgive us, right? But it doesn't take away from the consequences of of the decisions that we've made. Yeah. Um and I love I love this fact of that David pulled such a slimy trick and he compromised, compromised, compromised and compromised. But as soon as he heard the prophet or the, can I say he was convicted yeah. by the words of God, what did he do? Boom. Repentance. He came straight back into repentance. Yep, And that's exactly, if you're going to follow David's mm-hmm. life, that's where you need to be. When you've, but you have to, you you can't deny the things that you've done. Mm-hmm. David could have said, well, you well, could have been like Saul. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah I, you're right. I should have done it, but yeah. I was tired, but. Right. But right. he didn't do that. It, boom. I've sinned against God. Mm-hmm. And
1: that's the truth. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of grace. And, and for us, you know, and, and you and I have said this, we all have sin in our lives. We all have, you know, things that we've done. And there's nothing that we, we've done that God can't. Restore us from. Exactly. Um, but we have to repent, and that repenting means, and we've talked about this, is turning from that and turning back toward God. You know, it doesn't mean that we won't have consequences. David mm-hmm, had consequences mm-hmm, from his actions. 100%. But we're going to have consequences for our actions, for our sin, and we have to call it sin, but we have to repent.
0: What would David thought years down the road when all this stuff was unfolding because of this? Right. Wonder When he's by himself, if he just was like, oh, my goodness, what did I do? Right. I could have avoided this. Oh, yeah. by just bypass. Okay. You didn't. Uh, the compromise of not going to war, but he could have just like saw her bathing and turned around and walked away and be like, nope, I'm not going to do this. Nope, right. Nope, nope, nope. And walked away. Yeah. I love first John one nine. So good. If we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. And you know what? David did a wicked deed. Mm -hmm. Your sins Mm -hmm. are wicked. Mm -hmm. And God has promised that he can, that he can forgive us. Exactly. And, um,
1: I like Romans five, eight. You closed with this. It says, since we have been made right with God, or sorry, since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. And, and again, that's what it's all about. It, again it points, yeah, points to to eternity, it points to salvation.
0: Exactly. And so I um it's such a um oh man. And like I said, I I really wish now I would have done three, 2 or 3 th- months. <laughs> well, yeah, I could have gone all summer. You could have. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we could have gone all summer with the kings, and I really wish I would have done that because right. um you know, we talked uh, uh, the first week with David, you know, there, there was a couple of different you mm-hmm. know passages that included that same with this story. There's a couple of different passages that, that, that include that. Um, if I, I just encourage you guys to just read David's yeah. story, yeah. read King Saul's story, mm-hmm. uh, read Solomon's story, uh, take your time, maybe take the summer and do mm-hmm. it. Just take a guy and, 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 and do that. So, um, and see, and see what, uh, see what happens, uh, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of great stuff in mm-hmm. that. a lot of good stuff. So, um. We got some stuff coming up that's good. Yeah. Um, we've got, um, the, like we said, this is the last um, of the messages coming Sunday on King Me. We're going to look at Solomon. And um, so that, that's going to be interesting. I'm looking looking forward to that. And then we've got Campfire Conversations coming up on Friday to the June 30th. This is for women. If you haven't signed up, you can do that at richwood.church forward slash women. Childcare is provided for that. Exactly. And then we have Women of Worth. Mm-hmm. That's going to meet at the Richwood Park on July 8th at 10 a.m. It says for a great time of fellowship. There That's you go. It's all about you, bro. There you go. Um, what day is that? That is um, July 8th. I won't be here. Be Where will vacation? you be? I'll be on vacation. Okay, I got a question. Um, when is too much vacation a sin? Never. Okay, I just checking. never. You can sign up I'm at richwood. On church <laughs> forward slash women. Uh Vacation Bible school. I mean it is right around the corner. Yep, we'll be back for that at least. We'll be back okay. for that July tenth through the fourteenth.
1: You can sign up, um sign your kids up for that by going to Richwood.church forward slash
0: kids. Exactly. And then um in July and August, um our sermon series is called Sermon Grab Bag Sermon Grab Bag and uh we're gonna be looking at uh several topics in um could be something that's taken place scriptures I, I honestly it's all over, so it um we're just gonna And when you come it's kind of one of those things it's kind of like we're gonna pull don't it, know what you're gonna get today we're gonna pull gonna it gonna out, of the bag. Today. so we're just gonna pull it out of the bag we thought it'd be something fun to do this summer, and so that's what that's what we're gonna do so hope you guys hope you guys bear with it and enjoy it so there you go, yeah, so. Rain's coming in later. Rain's coming
1: in. I got to go sign my kids up for VBS. That Thanks for that reminder. Oh, you haven't done that, huh? No.
0: They'll be here. So, yeah. Um, I have um, – I was trying to think today. Uh, my wife is going to Cincinnati, so she'll be gone a few days, and um, I'll be batching it. But um, my plan is to try to get um, some of the grab bag sermons done. There so you go. That'll be fun. So good deal together, yeah. But good deal. We're a little long in the tooth today. Yeah. So we either apologize for that if you're
1: still listening, or we don't. You know, maybe you're enjoying it. <laughs> maybe Kevin. you got your third cup of coffee and Kevin's Kevin's listening still. Is he? So thanks for is listening, that every Kevin. Every second. Every second. God probably, bless you.
0: Probably Kevin and Molly are listening still. Right. Everybody else is checked not out. Not even your parents are listening that much. Probably not. I heard that Willie and um Loretta like to listen while they're traveling. They do. They wait until they're on a little longer trip. Like they went to Roanoke
1: last week, I think, and mom said they listened to one. Yeah. On the way there and back, so
0: so we got like six hours coming up here. So would they would they fulfill six hours of that coming up? I don't know if they're going to listen to us that long. I wouldn't want to listen to us that long. I don't even want to be in here this long with you right now. Right, I'm, like, I'm here, right? right, like an hour and twenty minutes. It's right. It's like let me out of. I'm here. still interested in how we started this with the um bourbon and cream, but anyway, right, maybe <laughs> maybe with that we should sign off. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Well,
1: on that note, have a great week. You too, and everybody else out there, have a great week as well. We'll catch you next week.